Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Smashing Year 12 English. I am Bella and today we're going to be talking about understanding English class. So your initial steps to getting yourself organized to start English class for Year 12. I hope you enjoy. So first of all, I want to talk to you guys about the reason why um, English is so important with regards to our year 12 exams and getting into university or TAFE. Uh, This is because English is one of those subjects that essentially is almost benchmarks all students within the state. Now, um, you'll learn a lot about ATARs and about study scores and all of those kinds of things a bit later in the year. But what I want to talk to you guys about a little bit is how how the English score comes about um, and how the ATAR is constructed based on the English score. So what happens is, you know, you'll sit your English exam and you'll get a score for English um, and, for, and for each other exam as well. But we're just purely talking about the English subject. So you'll get a score for English and this is called your raw score. It can either be in the format of a number out of 50 for Victorian students or for New South Wales students, it'll be um, as a band. So it'll be band uh, either one through six. What you're aiming for is at least a band two in English for New South Wales or for Victorian students, you're aiming for a 25 in English. This is a 25 out of 50, which means that essentially you're looking at about a 50% right? You just want to pass it. A 25 in English or a band two in English will often get you into any course, any university or TAFE course that you are after. If you're looking for uh, courses at uni like um, uh, most, most of the law courses, they will often require a 30 in English. So you need to make sure that you're checking those courses and you're you're doing a bit of research into the things you want to do at uni um, so that you can, you know, set your standard and set yourself some goals for this year. So we have to we have to make sure that we achieve this um, score. So that way the transition from high school to university is a smooth one. And there are a lot of issues um, around that. So we've had a lot of students in the past, you know, who they, uh, they're looking to get into say nursing um, and the the English requirement is a band two or it's a 25. Um, and what happens is the student might not do that well in English. So they'll maybe get a 23 out of 50 and their ATAR will be fine. You know, they might get a 50 ATAR, but because their English score was low, it didn't meet the mark. There is no, absolutely no wiggle room for that. So it means that that student would have to do, um, you know, pathways around the matter to be able to get to nursing. So it might add another year or so of study to be able to get that student into nursing. We really, really want to emphasize the fact that the English score is kind of super duper important and it just makes your life a lot easier when you can hit that English score and be confident in that and then that way you know your ATAR will reflect your scaling 
within the Victorian or New South Wales cohort, but that English score will be something that, you know, helps you transition quite smoothly. Now, ATARs, what happens is through the exams, you'll do your um, each of your exams, you know, for whatever subjects you're doing, but English is always the score that they um, set as the kind of like the the foundational score and everything else is kind of scaled around that English score. So that's why it's important as well. So it's important because it's a prerequisite for most university and TAFE courses. It's also important because it sets the scene for the rest of your subject scores in the exams. Um, you know, you cannot expect to get an 80 ATAR if your English score is below 30. There's no way. So English is one of those things you just need to kind of buckle buckle down and do it. So, I mean, part of my job is to really kind of make sure that you guys are well supported. Um, in terms of getting, um, getting English, getting prepared for English, in the English subject, um, the first thing is, is you kind of want to look at the, set some goals for yourself. Like what's the purpose of you doing this year at school and doing English this year. If you're in, if you're in high school doing year 12, you obviously, you're either having to be there because you've had, um, you know, this set for you by your parents or your caregivers or whatever. You're either there because you want to be, you want to do further study or you're there as a personal goal. You want to finish year 12 and then go into an apprenticeship or you want to go into a job or something like that. Any, all, all of those um, reasons are completely fine. Whichever one is applies to you, there could be many other um, reasons. Um, whichever one applies to you, that's completely fine. And that's, it's very um, independent of what you guys want to achieve this year, but you have to work that out. Um and in that, then you can set your English um, goal. So if you want to go to uni, you then would set your English goal in conjunction with that. So you'd say, you know, I want to have a, I want to get a 25 or 30 for English um, or a band two or band three for New South Wales students. And stick with that too. So that way you know that you'll be, um, you'll know how to work towards that goal. And when it comes to doing some one-on-one -on -one work with me for English tutoring, we can kind of sit down and, and work around that. So target where you want to be and what you have to do in order to get to that point. Okay. So let's talk about getting prepared for English. Um, I'm going to give you guys some really really materialistic things that will help get you sorted like you know the um, items that are required um, but I'm also going to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the uh, more soft skills more uh, work related skills that you're going to need so let's talk about what English looks like in year 12 as I said you guys probably have a full understanding of that but essentially year 12 English is about essay writing it's about theme understanding it's about um, communication and critical thinking um, English in year 12 we have our texts provided to us, whatever texts they are, for 
both New South Wales and Victorian students, you will be writing three, oh, three to four main pieces. Uh, one is an, an analytical essay, um, and these are they these have different titles or labels, if you will, in New South Wales. Um, I think it's a textual analysis or something for New South. Uh, the second one is a comparative essay. The third one for Victorian students is a language analysis. Um, and New South Wales, you guys have a creative piece or an imaginative piece. Sorry, I've changed the name of it. These pieces of writing all centre around your understanding of themes, of ideas, of ways of thinking and how you can apply that to to something that you've written. So a lot of students get really stressed about English in Year 12 um, in, in relation to, you know, the texts. There's a big kind of panic about these, about texts in any Year 12 subject, in any Year 12, um, sorry, in any Year 12 English subject, in any Year 12 cohort. There's all these anxieties and fears around how English texts are, you know, these boring prehistoric pieces of writing that are so disconnected from reality and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if you're reading something in this century, then you're pretty lucky in terms of U12. Um, but, you know, my, my texts were Shakespeare. I did stuff on um, Romeo and Juliet. I had some actually that a lot of you guys are doing now as well. Um, but basically, these anxieties around the text make students feel like they've got to do a lot of, um, they, they have to understand the text. They have to really get the stories um, and essentially be able to recreate these stories. That's really not the case. Um, English in Year 12 is all about theme analysis and understanding ideas. It's about critical thinking. It's about application of, un of ideas and understanding. So when we're in Year 12 English and we're, t and we're focusing on a text and we're um, focusing on it in relation to um, the analytical essay, right, so an, a theme analysis, a text analysis, um, we're looking at the text in relation to the lens of the theme. So the theme might be, um, let's say, love. That that could be a, a very legitimate theme. And so we're looking at the specific text in relation to where love is prominent and what, how love is represented, ideas around love and how it's um, interpreted. So really, I say to a lot of students, really in year 12, the texts don't matter. You could be studying, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Fifty Shades of Grey. Not that you would, but you know what I mean. Um, it could be any book or any film. It does not matter. It's all dependent on the theme and how the theme, how you understand the theme within that text and how you can write about the theme in a real world setting or in an argumentative setting. Um and I'll talk about this a little bit further or a little bit later in um, the podcast series when I start talking about um, 
research and understanding the text and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But for the moment, I just want to talk to you guys about really de- – I-, I want to demystify this idea that year 12 is all about the text, you know. How do I read five texts in the year? And I've got to read them all before um, term one starts in February. It's definitely not about that. And we can put in place some uh, support to help you be able to get through that and to understand that a bit better. So what you're going to need in Year 12 English, very, very materialistic stuff. Of course, you're going to need pens, paper. If you like to use loose leaf paper, please do that. If you like to type your notes, do that. What I would highly, highly recommend, though, is that you do write through Year 12 English, handwrite things, um, whether it's note-taking, whether it's um, you're writing, handwriting your essays and then typing them up or whatever, you need to incorporate some form of handwriting into this subject. Handwriting is shown to be really, um, oh, what's the word? It's really uh, beneficial for learning. So when you're handwriting, you actually, you're increasing the muscle memory in your hand for those of you guys who do psych or biology. Um, You're increasing the muscle memory in your hand and you're actually processing information at a deeper level. Um, uh, Typing is fine, completely fine. I know a lot of you guys can't touch type, like type really fast um, on a computer and that's totally okay. Um, But when it comes to handwriting your notes, you really want to make sure that you practice that writing skill as well because your exams are all handwritten. Uh, I did an exam when I was doing my undergrad in psychology. So I think it was in my second year of uni. Um, and I did this exam for a statistics class and I'd handwritten, I ha- obviously had to write my notes, uh, write my responses to the exam on paper. Uh, but I did it all in loose leaf because I was working out answers and, and whatnot. And then I realized that I had to, you know, transcribe all of those notes onto the actual exam booklet and I struggled (laughs) to get it all done in the time limit because my hand was just cramping I was my writing was shocking I don't know how the markers read it but it's really important to keep writing keep I know that we're moving into this very modern 21st century technology-based learning environment but to keep that handwriting Um, skill up will really benefit you in the long run and then after this year you know you get into uni you never have to handwrite anything again if you're doing an exam in in uni it's usually usually multiple choice and you can just scribble in a bubble you know um so keep that in mind uh keep in mind too that you're going to need um you know I'm talking purely english here you're going to need highlighters you'll probably need some white out some uh, gray lead pencils, um, an assortment of colored pens. Um, highlighters are probably going to be the most important in terms of breaking down essay prompts and um, going through the process of essay writing. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But get yourself some highlighters that you can, a good a, a good amount, so maybe five different colors. Um, that way you can use them for different items throughout the year. And I'll explain that a little bit more later. So if you're, regardless of whether you're taking your notes by hand or you're typing them up, you're going to need a really organized space to keep them. 
if you're doing it by hand, I recommend exercise books. Um, or if you like the idea of folders with the colored dividers, that's totally fine too. I find that folders get really heavy though. I did that for year 12 and um, they, it was just, you know, if I had an English class and a um, maths class back to back, you know, I was carrying two folders and we weren't allowed to go back to our lockers in between in between subjects or in between periods. Um, so it was just heavy. It just, my arms became very bulky and very muscular. So for those of you guys who are going to the gym constantly, just bench press some of your folders. So I, I promise you, you'll get a bit of a workout. Um, exercise books are handy. If you're taking a laptop to class too, which most of you do, that's great as well. Um, I'd super duper recommend um, applications like OneNote. OneNote is a Microsoft um, Office app and it's basically an online uh, virtual note note taking space. So you can create like folders and dividers and tabs. It's, it's really handy. Um, I really, really like it. I use it for my work. Um, I can create little tabs like, you know, um, resources for students and then my own study and then um, a planner or something. And then in each of those um, tabs, I can create pages. So essentially I'm creating like these workbooks. Um, it's really good. I really, I really encourage it. Uh, but what, whichever way that you choose to set up your notes, to set up your, um, to structure your your learning, I guess, make sure that you're consistent. Don't be one of those people that starts um, starts doing it a certain way, you know, at the start of the year and then gets to March and goes, you know what, I think I really want to turn all these into online notes. Um, you will waste so much time messing about with that, with restructuring those things. I did it in year 12. I lost a lot of time because I started restructuring my notes um, in March from the start of the year. We've done a lot of learning that at that point. So please make sure that you're consistent. Make sure that you, you, you take your notes in the way that best suits your needs. Don't really stress about whether they're pretty enough or they're, um, you know, organized enough or whatever. If you do, do what best suits you. Um, we've seen, we've all seen those beautifully colored notes online, you know, that, uh, the, exemplars of like the fancy pants note taking where each each letter is a different color and you know all that kind of stuff but whatever helps you if you like to write in black pen take all your notes in black pen and use highlighters to differentiate certain things if you like to use red pen for, for headings and blue pen for content do that make sure that you maybe use underlining or you use um brackets around certain things to keep your ideas or to tie certain points together and when you're annotating um, if you're annotating texts or if you're annotating um, your own notes whatever if it's uh, maybe it's an article or something um, don't be shy to use sticky notes I like to annotate in pencil um, those little sticky tabs, those things. Um, make sure that your notes are thorough, that they're understandable by you and that you can effectively navigate them. Okay, so in terms of your notes, let's kind of dive into this a little bit. So you guys would have been given some 
you well, usually year eleven students, um, whether they're officially in year twelve or they're in um or they're sort of figuratively in year twelve for doing year twelve work, but still with the label of year eleven. I won't get into the politics of that. But usually before you the year before you hit year twelve, you are given homework or um tasks to do over the Christmas holidays the summer break um you may that they may be you know they could be reading the text it could be um researching some of the text some of the themes whatever it depends on what the teacher kind of sets out for you at this point in time it's really important that you have notes for each of your texts now i spoke it about i spoke about earlier the fact that English is not about the text specifically, it's about the themes. So really, when it comes to your notes on the text, this is probably the most um, text-related study you'll do. Um, Let me break that down for you. So before Year 12, I would highly recommend that students put together little note packs for each of their texts. So say you're doing Romeo and Juliet, you want to put together a bit of a, um, a bit of a guide as to the text. You might include uh, the characters, a bit of a description of each character. You might include um, some quotes, some good quotes that are interesting, that you find interesting. In your notes, you might then include um, sections of or the, the key themes, the key themes that you can identify and how they how they reflect within the text. Uh, you might talk about um, ideas around the symbols, uh, the motifs, all that kind of stuff. These things are things that you'll really need throughout the year. You'll be using those as the foundation to be able to have these discussions around the themes, around the ideas and so on and so forth. So it's super important that you get that out of the way. Now, Reading texts in year 12, or and in general, is quite difficult. A lot of people aren't readers anymore. Totally fine. I love books. I love to read, but I've, I'm just slow at it. I'm so, so, so slow. I'm such a slow reader. And so when I was in year 12, you know, I've, I've tried to um, get faster, but I haven't really gotten that far. When I was in year 12, I found it really hard to read the text because I was so slow. It just, I could not get through them fast enough. And, you know, I didn't find them super interesting as well, which made it even harder. But basically, you know, it's about, it's super important to understand the text, whether that come that understanding comes from reading the text or from listening to an audio book of the text or from doing research about the key ideas of the text. It's completely irrelevant. Regardless of how you get that information, you just need to be able to understand the text and how the themes reflect it. So what I always say to students is when you're going to put these notes together for your text, um, when you're trying to build a foundational understanding of the text for yourself. My first thing is to, you know, put the book down and Google it. I like to use uh, websites like Sparknotes, like Cliffnotes, like Schmoop. I don't know if you guys have heard of these or have used these. Um, these are basically websites that you can go into, type in your text, um, whichever text you're doing, and, and the 
these websites will mostly most likely have all of the literature um, literature they'll most likely have all of the english texts um, because the english texts are generally classics if you will so i type my text into one of these websites and it will bring up all of the information about the text that is super duper relevant in creating my initial notes. It will have characters, it will have plot lines, it will have um, summaries of chapters, it will have uh, key themes, where the themes are reflected, it will have quotes, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, reach out to me if you would like more information on this further. I'll send you guys the website links. Um, these platforms, these websites are so handy in creating that initial understanding of the text. So what I'll tend to do is I'll search for my text through that. I'll, I'll read through all the content on Shmoop or Cliff Notes or Spark Notes, and then I'll pick up the text or I'll listen, flick on the audiobook of the text, and then I'll listen to it with that, with the an initial understanding in mind. Um, it's super handy for those texts with a lot of different characters where you're kind of like trying to work out who's saying what and so on and so forth. So that is definitely 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 a recommendation i also look at youtube um lisa's guides i know you guys are probably super familiar with that but she's um, a fantastic student fantastic teacher um she's got all of her guides online uh whether they're through youtube or they're on in um you know website just on her website or whatever um but these are super helpful when you're searching for further information about it so I think I watched a uh, I needed some information on a Shakespearean play I YouTubed it and I got this guy uh, I watched this video by the channel Thug Notes which was phenomenal and I thought it was so amusing so entertaining um, but he broke this guy broke it down for me this this play and made it super clear and easy to understand be creative with how you research your texts and Use what is most helpful. Search through, search it on podcasts, YouTube it. As I said, jump onto Cliff Notes or Spark Notes or Schmoop. Um, speak to friends and 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 family and whoever that maybe know the text. Um, you might want to search up actors' interpretations of the text. So, you know, usually Shakespearean plays. If an actor has done um, has acted a certain character in a Shakespearean play, um, they will often have information about how they have managed to embrace that character. And you can find that online. You can search, you'll find anything. Your The searches are endless, essentially. But do some research on it. Make sure you get a great understanding of that and put your notes together so that you can easily reflect back to, but don't get hung up on the idea that the text the specific texts are completely exactly what the whole year is about because they're very much not. Um, themes, it'd be a great idea to get a good understanding of themes um, and I would make sure that you guys are, you know, getting get, identifying the key themes of the text initially and as you read through, as you watch or as you engage in with the text, you engage with them through the theme so if you're reading um let's say you're looking at the text rear window it's a it's a film 
um, and you're watching the characters and whatnot, and one of the themes in that is uh, isolation, I want you to be looking at the characters from that perspective. How are they demonstrating isolation? How are they showing that through their actions, through that what they're saying, through their behaviours, uh, through their thoughts? How does their um, body positioning dictate isolation? How does the director's influences in the director's production um, resemble isolation? Be really, really um, clever in how you analyse your text. It will help in the long run. So before you jump into all of this essay writing and whatnot, you need to get your feet wet by understanding these themes, understanding the text, understanding the ideas. And it might be a great idea to maybe do a bit of writing on the text. I'm not saying to write massive, massive essays before you even start year 12, but in your study for the subject before you get into it, before you kick off, you know, you might want to sit down and do a bit of journaling as to why does this character from this text feel this type of way? Or how does this theme how is this theme reflected in this text storyline? And just sit down and do some free writing. Anything to get your creative ju juices flowing and to get your thoughts unfolding and unpacking. The more that you can do outside of English class, the better it or the easier it'll be when you get into English class. And I found when I was in year 12, you know, because I hadn't read the text and I didn't know about, you know, Schmoop or Cliff Notes or Spark Notes, I didn't have these strategies to help me through year 12 English. So, you know, I'd go home, I'd do a bit of reading. I'd, well, I tried to do a bit of reading, but I never, I'd never finish as much as I needed to. And then I'd get into class the next day and my teacher, who was very lovely, she would start talking to me about uh, or talking to the class about, you know, a certain theme in the text. And I felt lost the whole way through. I couldn't discuss anything, um, you know, that had, that made, provided me with meaning because I just, had no concept or understanding of anything that was going on. Um, lucky I was a pretty good bullshitter because I kind of answered a few questions without, you know, really understanding what or the, the level or the depth that I was saying. But, you know, it was I, – I loved English through high school, but I found Year 12 English to be the most difficult thing because I just could not connect anything to anything. Um so the easiest way to combat that is to get a good understanding of the text and use that in relation to understanding the themes and unpacking ideas and then having that as your, you know, your foundations for discussions in class. And when you find, if you find that things don't make sense too, it's you should never be scared to go and talk to a teacher or talk to a friend or um, talk to us about, talk to myself about where your questions are and what they're about and, and you know, if you're struggling to understand certain things because it's all a learning process and, um, you know, you're not expected to know everything as soon as the teacher says go. Uh, it's going to take a bit of time and a bit of pro a bit of work through the process, but you will you will work it out, and uh, we can get through it together. Okay, finally, I want to talk to you guys about support, um, external support, internal support, the things, the people that you need to put around you to get through this year. 
you may find like a lot of students, myself included, that, you know, you're doing year 12 English and your parents or your caregivers just don't get it. Uh, I used to talk to my mum and dad about, or not so much my dad because my dad was mostly working all the time, but I used to talk to my mum about um, my texts or the things I would, uh, the, the discussions that I would have had in class that day. And her immediate response before I even was able to ex to share something exciting or interesting was, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea, Belle. Um, and so it was kind of, it was a bit disheartening. Um, it was a bit, it was a bit of a struggle because I didn't have anyone at home to talk to, talk to about you know, my, my learning. Um, I'm the oldest out of my brother and sister, my siblings. So um, they were, you know, my brother's two years younger than me. So he was nowhere near 12 level. And so um, I really only was able to speak about my work, uh, about my um, schoolwork to my teachers and to my peers and my friends at school. Um, and so when I so that that impacted my ability to do homework, um, and you know I didn't have a lot of time at home for homework because most of the time when I was not at school I was working for my dad. Um, we were working, oh, and he still does working in a family business, and so I would spend my weekends and my evenings, you know, helping him at his shop, um, and so my year twelve experience was quite. Uh, it was a great experience. I enjoyed year 12, but it was quite difficult in terms of the learning. And I think I got through year 12 purely on academic talent, I guess. Um, I've always been a bit of a learner. I've always really enjoyed acad academia. And um, so that kind of got me through, I guess, um, because my English scores weren't great. Um, and I, I, I took English and literature in year 12, which are VCE subjects. And I think I did a 20, I think I got a 23 out of 50 for English and I got a 26 out of 50 for literature. So my literature score actually was the one that allowed me to get to uni. Um, so thank God I took both, but these year 12 for me was a bit of a challenge in terms of having a work life balance um and not super supported in terms of having people enough people around me to make sure that I was doing it right so you know year 12 I didn't really know how to study not a lot of my, my uh, cohort did it's something that I've found in my teaching days that uh you know students don't tend to know how to study at all it's very much like go off and study in and students don't get the don't they they aren't provided the strategies for doing so. So, um, I had some great teachers. My English teacher was lovely. She was quite unwell though, so she we didn't have her often. Um, she would she would be in for a bit, and then she would um, without warning kind of not be at school because she was unwell. Um, and I th I'm not sure if it's the same now, but when I was in high school, I, if a, if a teacher didn't, a year 12 teacher didn't come to class, the class would be cancelled essentially. They wouldn't have substitutes covering the class. Um, so we had a lot of free time and I was taking, uh, I was doing 
legal studies by correspondence. So I also had those uh, periods. I also had those free periods. Um, so I did have a lot of time, a lot of free time where I should have been doing something productive. And I just, I found myself, you know, taking notes on the texts or um, not writing practice essays, that's for sure. And, you know, kind of wasting my time really. Um, people around you to that are, that will support you through year 12 is imperative to your success. Um, it's a part of the reason why I'm in the job that I'm in, in terms of uh, within the pathway program, you know, helping, helping students get through the year. I'm as myself um, ind individually, I'm here to sit with students and tutor them in English. So that way they feel like they can get um, extra support outside of school. Uh, teachers are fantastic or most teachers are fantastic. But the problem with that is, you know, teachers have in one one class, a teacher will have 30 students and that, that teacher has to spread themselves out to 30 students. Um, and if they're a really great teacher, other students will go and see them. So the amount of time that you can spend with a specific teacher at school is really dependent on how how required they are at the time so you know part of being in the program getting support through through that and getting literacy specific support is to have another English teacher in your corner um, teaching you encouraging you supporting you all that kind of stuff and make yourself you don't need to be friends with all of the the people that you have as support people essentially you know I had when at uni I had people that were mentors much like you know the mentors in the program but um much older mentors so you know I had I had um academic staff here who really wanted to see me succeed and I created relationships with um, professional relationships with them where, you know, I would go to them for support or um, I would go to them for advice and they would support me in that. Um, you guys, if you are, you know, you've got your friends, you've got your teachers, you've got your parents, of course, but, and you've got us as well from the Pathway Program, but it's about, you know, talking to people and expanding your network. And networking is a very university base word it's about creating a um creating a support group for yourself and creating a um for lack of a better word network to be able to reach out to certain people for certain things and and seek the things that you need um so that is probably the a very important part of u12 it's about connecting with people and seeking support in different areas from different people um you know i'll be helpful in literacy but don't ask me for maths because <laughs> you'll probably fail if you take my advice um so every every person in your life will play a different role and the important thing to know is the important thing for you guys is to be able to identify that role um and you know have your friends there for social things but also on a Monday morning when you walk to school and you see the lollipop lady who 
is fantastic at talking to you about, um, you know, her experiences doing study at uni in lollipopping. I don't know. And for those of you guys, lollipop ladies are crossing ladies. I, I think that's a very Victorian thing. I'm not sure. I had some students ask me what a lollipop lady was not too long ago. So, um, <laughs> crossing ladies, crossing cards. Um, you know, speak to that. Speak to that person if you're at the doctor's going for a routine checkup, and you know the doctor is um, you sitting with the doctor and that you're having a chat, and there's some time when the doctor is you know writing your prescription or whatever. Have a chat to him or her about you know what they do and how they got to where they were and 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 if they have any tips or what their strategies are or whatever the case may be. We'll present you with a lot of information this year, but you can find that you, you'll find it from anywhere. Um, funnily enough, even a lot of a lot of my colleagues laugh at me, but even TikTok is fantastic for that. I purely promise I only. I only use it for academic related things. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there about resume writing, which is really interesting. Um, you know, job interview stuff. So how to interview well. Um, and a lot of uh, teacher related stuff. I like to follow that kind of thing. Um, also things on um, professional and personal development and things like that, which I find interesting and I, you know, actively try to seek. So, you know, those things are going to be helpful and make sure that you're, you know, dipping your feet into a very large pool of resources and of supportive people um, and use everybody for what they can provide you in the best possible way. I know that sounds quite rude, but you know what I mean. Now that we've spoken for about 42 minutes, I'm going to leave you guys alone. Thank you so much for joining me in our podcast, Smashing Year 12 English. Um, I'm Bella and today we spoke about understanding English class. Have a really nice day, guys, and stay tuned for the next one. Bye.